welcome to episode the palindromic 303 of film bastards sorry just uh had a little bit of trap win there my apologies uh my name is ian loring and as always i am joined by becky foster hello everybody and matt foster hello everybody indeed right hello hello one and all Coming up on this week's show, we've got a review of the Elton John biopic Dexter Fletcher directed Taron Egerton starring Rocketman. We are also uh, having a look at the next uh, patron pick, which is Andrew Jones's um, You, Me and Dupree. Um, Um, Except we forgot to watch it. Oh, fucking hell. Sorry, (laughs) Sorry, Andrew. (laughs) Literally completely forgot until Ian started talking about it then. We're bad people. We are terrible. <laughs> right, we'll do you, me and Dupree next week then. Um, uh, I'm a little bit worried I would have forgotten it by then, if I'm absolutely honest. But we'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you two lead uh, on on it next week then. Um do a little bit one one night and then splice it in. No, want. it's no, you're good, you're good. Don't worry. Uh, it, 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 I, 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 I'm sure Andrew can wait. Uh, I, I hope Andrew can wait. Uh, <laughs> if 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 you're not happy, Andrew, I'll um happily DM you my thoughts about the film. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's I don't know. That is a film that could not be made today. I'll say that much. Anyway. Um, oh yes, it could not. I, I actually remember it quite well. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to the rewatch of it. Yeah. So, um, all right. We're just going to do Rocket Man and uh, we'll have some what we watched and whatnot. So, um, probably be a shorter show than usual. Well, you know, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so, what's been happening this week? Can uh, Bong Joon Ho won the Palm Door? That's quite exciting. Yeah, I'm really glad he won. Actually, it was the film was getting really good buzz, and yeah, I like him, so that's I'm glad. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Um, the, the weird thing is, I don't think it's actually going to help it get any better distribution, which is quite sad. Well, it, it's already um, it's already been bought by Curzon in the UK. And uh, they have a policy that all their kind of like big screen releases get um, shown on Curzon Home Cinema day and date, which uh, basically means that apart from your kind of indie minded places, it won't be playing anywhere, really. Um, I would like to think that Curzon would let a uh, would let. Uh, chapter in Cardiff have it because otherwise I don't think it will play a single big screen in Wales um, and yeah it will be all over London and I'm sure it will play home in Manchester and a few other of the like the indie minded places but in your smaller cities and, and larger towns and whatnot you'll probably just have to watch it on VOD the, yeah. such such is the way of things these days it's just it's um it's a shame yeah, that is a shame. Um, but then, to be fair, if it's on Curzon, then it will mean it will be one ninety nine on iTunes in some random sale, like twelve months after it comes out in the cinemas. They do that a lot, do Curzon. Um, like they just like randomly stick a load of their stuff up for like two ninety nine, one ninety nine on iTunes uh, every now and then. Um, even their newer stuff, and then you can just have at it. So 
there's that so uh yeah mother uh no not mother parasite it's called isn't it parasite yeah. um i don't know much about it i I've, I've tried to keep myself kind of relatively clean on it but it's bong yeah. joon ho so it'll be good that's it I, i'm I'm gonna keep myself kind of um yeah i'm, I'm not gonna read anything about it i'm gonna watch it unspoiled yeah um i think it's if you can with stuff like that it's better to go in with it like that yeah definitely definitely and it, um I thought it was interesting that Tarantino stuck around for the closing ceremony, which usually means that they've been told they're going to get an award of some sort. And then once upon a time in Hollywood went home and empty handed, despite pretty good word overall. Very good friends with Boon Young Ho, wasn't he? Oh, really? OK. Yeah, All right. He, he's, he's very good friends. I think I think he actually I'm going to check this out before I say it. Um I think he actually had something to do with getting um which one was it? Which film was it? US distribution. What the host or something? I think it was the host, yeah. Mm. I think I think yeah, I think he he was he like properly fucking championed that. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh and he I remember he had um memories of a murder. Uh, the ho- and the host as like two of his films of the noughties. It's a fair shout. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's it's interesting that. I mean, it, it, it kind of seems like there was only like one or two films actually in competition at Cannes that people were really, really against. Um, and that's a nice change. Uh, even though I noticed um, Screen Daily do a kind of like a uh, a poll of critics and like work out average star ratings and like the winning one i think was parasite and i think it scored an average of 3.6 out of five and it's like the film that won pound door got an average rating from the critics of 3.6 out of five the thing is it's one of those things isn't it, that cans critics are notoriously sniffy about things yeah so a 3.5 there i think for normal people is about 4.7 you'd say <laughs> yeah i'd <laughs> I don't know. It's weird though, because like there was, it was being tweeted yesterday around the closing ceremony. It's like looking at this thing, the amount of fucking films that these people are giving two or three stars. It, it just, I don't know. It is a little bit like, right? Do you actually, do you actually like films then, or I? It just, you know, and the amount of fucking tweets you get from people complaining about things that can like the lines and whatnot and then you know you go and see a film and then it's like ah oh, three stars but it wasn't as good as their earlier work or something like that it just i it wipes me up the wrong way that that has become a, a little bit of a um a, a thing with can now is, is film critics complaining about cues and like shitty for having to eat out of fucking um shitty what is it food that they managed to pick up from essentially like corner shops and things like that? Yeah, uh, and it's a bit like what you're saying is is, is, is your work's hard, but it, it kind of is your dream job. <laughs> you know, it, it's a little bit like, do you know what? Yeah, I imagine it is boring. Queuing, what is it? Up for three hours to watch a film, and yeah, it, it, it is shit that you haven't really that stuff, but that's. It, it still that's just work <laughs> it's not like it's all day every day all year yeah it is it is a little bit like yeah you can complain about it but i think 
you're all, I think you can kind of expect that people are going to go, oh, boo, fucking who? Yeah, it's a bit first world problems, isn't it? it, I mean, it I mean, it's more, I think it's extreme first world problems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more sympathetic to, like, the, the, the film blogger who manages to get a pass for Cannes, but then has to spend, like, thousands of pounds of their own money mm. and then they're queuing for something for three hours and they're not getting in um but it's the it's kind of like the broadcast and print critics who bother me with this kind of stuff like the PBU is literally right your job your paid job at the moment is uh, well your paid job every day is to talk is to write about films and at the moment you're in france watching these films a long time before a lot of other people probably on the best fucking screen these films will ever get played on and you i don't know you're, you're kicking off about uh, about the lines i it just it's yeah yeah i don't know i mean it's like to be fair 10 years ago i you know if i'd actually seriously been thinking about it i probably would have thought about um trying to get accreditation for can but at the same time I, I wouldn't have had nearly enough money to actually do it because that's the thing it's like a lot of these people it's like how the fuck are they self-financing themselves to do this if they're a film blogger unless they've got quite a well-paid day job and they just take a week and a half off that's i don't it. know i don't know how you do it otherwise it is and, and the thing is it's one of those things where I personally, I, 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 like you said, ten years ago, I'd have been, I'd have been looking at going. Is there a possibility I could do it now? I'm looking at going. There's no way I want to do it. It just, it, 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 it doesn't sound like something I'd want to do. Yeah, maybe nice seeing all the films early. It would, but I, I'll see them eventually. You know, yeah. there, there are Pan Darwinists that I still haven't watched. Is yeah. what I was saying there. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I can't I can't care that much. But it does seem that in general, the general not snippy film critics, the general, like you say, the the more rounded film critics do seem to have been quite positive on a lot of the films this year. There's yeah. a lot of um right, this is really this is really good, you should be looking forward to this, this is really good. You know, the the new Terence Malik one's been really well received. A lot of people just saying, look, this is a this is a proper coherent story. Um and then, you know, Tarantino's have been well received, even if he hasn't. Um, and, you know, the whole thing just. Yeah, he's been getting grumpy with everyone, aren't they? I think that was way blown out of proportion. Fucking. People need to pick their battles. Like, seriously, like, I don't know how people are now trying to rewrite history that Tarantino's shit at writing female characters. Yeah, when he was literally lying. And people are constantly bringing up the Uma Thurman thing and things like that. Um, and it's like, right, hang on a minute. She's, if, if, if she's worked out with him and she's got over it, which she did say in the article that she has. Yeah. Then I think everyone else should kind of do that. Um, we've been up a few Q&As with Tarantino, haven't we? Yeah, and yeah. he's not just snippy with female film critics or, or is anything like that. He's He can get quite snippy with everybody. Um, you know, one particular one was we went to a death proof one, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and somebody asked a, a question about the, the, the scene where she's strapped to the car yeah. in death proof. Um, somebody asked a really dumb question about that. 
Um, and he he properly fucking kicked off with the guy, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And just I, he literally tore this guy apart. Um, and the guy was being a bit of a prick anyway, wasn't he? He kept yeah, he constantly trying to argue. was saying, I just don't see why you couldn't have just stopped and let her get off. He's going, because the cars are travelling at 40, 50 miles an hour. She's strapped to a car at 40, 50 miles an hour. You'd have to stop, get out, and there's a risk of getting hit by this madman. And the guy gets saying, you've actually been going 40, 50 miles an hour. You'd have been doing like 10. And he's there going, no, we were driving at 40, 50 miles an hour with her on it. That's the whole point of that's using the, a that, That's why you use a stunt person. And she was sat next to him. And she's Zoe Bell's there going... Yeah, I'm, I'm literally just, just holding on to these fucking things. You know, it's it, not that difficult. If you stop that quick, I fly the fuck off. Yeah. And he's like going, but I doubt that'd happen. And he's going, Tarantino just literally just says, will you shut the fuck up? Will somebody shut this guy the fuck up or get the fuck out? Yeah, it was being a knob. Yeah. It was, uh, it, Tarantino getting snippy with people. It, by the way, if you think that's snippy, right, just Google... Um, Ed Burns press conference because <laughs> that fucking guy just goes off at people. Yeah. What Ed Ed, Ed Ed Burns or Ed Byrne the comedian? Am I getting the wrong? Am I asking the wrong person's name here? Give me two seconds. Ed Harris, sorry, Ed Harris, Ed Burns, Ed Harris. <laughs> Um, he kicks the fuck off with people. Yeah. <laughs> like, properly and just chews people out oh, for asking goodness. really, like, normal questions. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's such a prick. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I, I think that there's also a little bit of these things. It's like now, if you've got Tom Hardy at a, at a Q&A press conference or anything like that, they will constantly ask him questions that they know are going to bait him. Yeah. But I, I don't know, it's just like... the. He, he reacts and saying, I reject your hypothesis. And then people are, you know, people are just kicking off. And I mean, I, d- I don't know, man. Like, if if you wrote That's something that... I don't think it's that angry response. It, he was more pissy with Krishna Guru Murphy, who spoke to him about um, violence in cinema. And he basically said the same thing there. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It, it's a... Had it been to a... A male reporter, I don't think it would have been, anyone would have made a point of that. No. No, I don't know. It, it just seems like there is a bit of a thing for people trying to cancel Tarantino, like, because it was happening around the Hateful Eight. That's when the Uma Furman shit was coming out. Mm. And it's, yeah, I, I don't know. It, you want to fucking, like, dig up shit about film directors, you're not going to have a lot of fucking films left. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit, you know. What what's mental is you've got all these people trying to bring down certain people, and then you've got all these people going, "Oh, look, look at this video of Mick Jagger. You know, he's back. He's doing his dancing thing in the mirror and getting ready to go on tour." And it's like, how the fuck has Mick Jagger managed to survive the Me Too fucking movement? Yeah. You know, out of everybody, how the fucking how the fuck has Mick Jagger done that? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. No, I mean that's it. I, it's it, 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 it is a stop being angry that people that you can't cancel people. It's it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, surely it's a good thing that these people haven't done anything heinous enough to be cancelled. Yeah. Yeah. 
quite. Um, cool. So that's Cam. Um, probably a bit more interesting than it uh, usually is, to be fair, even though people are still writing about how the death of Cam is coming. It, it made me laugh that the winner of the Grand Prix, uh, Jury Prize, the the, the, the runner-up, um, well, like, but I think I think it's called the Grand Prix. Sorry, um, has now sold to Netflix. <laughs> Netflix is just dicks like that. Aren't they? Yeah, yeah, quite. I, I, so you know, it's like the much heralded Cannes film, which is still going straight to Netflix because it didn't have a distributor, and you know, good on it because now it's probably going to get seen by more people than uh, than Parasite would. So, or at least in the in the initial fucking go, anyway. So good on him. There was a part of me that when when um, I saw Parasite and won it. Thought I hope Netflix put this up. Yeah. Yeah, it already it already pre-sold in the UK, so yeah. it just it was it's like on demand. It'll cost me thirty That's the thing, man. Like, cause I mean, God, tangenting, but cause on home cinema, it's like twelve pound for a fucking new release film, and I t- it just okay, cool. In London, that's probably the pri- price of a ticket. In Cardiff, where it's really, really competitive, you could you could get two two cinema tickets for that now, easy. Yeah, like, yeah. I actually, I've changed left over, and yet I'm being asked to pay twelve twelve pounds to watch it on TV. And I get that Curzon are probably like trying to, well, they probably want the London people to go to their London cinemas. And I suppose if they're going to charge le- less than they would charge in the cinema, then it's just going to tempt people to watch stuff at home so i understand that but it does put me off it's why i it's why i haven't seen vox lux yet it's purely because it was 12 pound if that thing was a tenner i would have watched it the day it came out that's it if it's 9.99 uh um uh, if it's 9.99 you, 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 you click go mm-hmm. yeah. but it, but it's that it, it's that thing of well do you know what 12 12 quid i can wait a couple of months yeah. and buy it for that amount and that's the thing it's the would you would you buy it for 12.99 maybe but you'd probably still be thinking it's fucking 9.99 you wouldn't fucking rent it for 12.99 you wouldn't, yeah rent it for 12.99 mm, no not a chance it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's an odd system it, it's still to be worked out i think that the 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 day and date thing I mean, it's, it's, it's getting there. Don't get me wrong. I right. mean, yeah. Um, I, I, I will say I've been talking about this on Twitter this afternoon. We've been kind of talking about it in the WhatsApp, but like Booksmart, like that film is going to die a death in UK cinemas. Yeah. Uh, it's it's basically opened at number six in the US this weekend. And it's like distribution has changed. You can't have even if it's a really well-reviewed, low-budget teen comedy come out in the same, like, 10-day or so period as Secret Life of Pets 2, Aladdin, Godzilla, Rocketman, Ma, um, I think I'm missing something here. Um, It just, there's so much, and it's weird, but there's so much content out there at the moment, and big content. Sorry? Brightburn was the one you missed. Oh, yeah, in in US cinemas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And it's that, yeah, that's right. And it's like, there's, I'm, I'm literally struggling to get to everything I want to get to and still be like kind of ho- 
like home most nights of the week it's a problem like Lottie doesn't want to see Aladdin it just doesn't interest her um so I want to go see that but I want to go see Booksmart I want to see Godzilla 2 because uh, Michael Doherty I mean he is like literally the only reason why I want to watch that fucking film um but that that's enough I want to see Ma you know and yet I've got to try and like fit in Booksmart as well because I must go out and support it um apparently um I don't know. It just, it's why do that? Why release that film now? Yeah. It, 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 it's a crowded little wise, but I think you could say the same thing for Mal. I think that could have done with being yeah. put out at a different time. Blumhouse are being very well. And universal are being where this is a Blumhouse production. We can kind of release it anywhere and it'll do fine. Yeah, and I I have to wonder with Ma, uh, yeah, because it just it, kind of seems to have just kind of like oh shit yeah that's out next week. Yeah, it, it does seem a little bit like they've gone right. Let's just check it out there. Mm. If we check it out there, all these other films, maybe nobody noticed that it, it it's bombed. <laughs> Even though inter- it made me laugh though, my father-in-law saw it must have been a trailer for Ma in front of Rocket Man because he and he was saying like uh, so. Yeah, we we saw some trailers before Rocket Man. There was one about the big woman who was in in, in inviting kids to a place to to uh for for a party, and then it got all weird. And it had that Australian woman, um, the funny Australian woman. What's her name? And I was like Rebel Wilson. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, hang on a second. But you're talking about Ma. And he's like, yeah, Ma or Mama. Yeah, yeah. And I was like. Have I had a stroke? Rebel Wilson is the woman in Ma. She's and not. It, no, she's not. And I looked it up and I couldn't even find any similar films that Rebel Wilson was in, like similar plotted films that she is in coming up. So all I can say is my father-in-law does not see colour and good on him. <laughs> But who could he have possibly mistaken for Rebel Wilson? Fuck knows. Because I, I, I said like, because I was like, what well, a, a, a black woman? It's Oct- Octavia Spencer. And he was like, no, no, the the funny blonde Australian woman. Yeah, Rebel Wilson sounds right. And it was just like, what the fuck? Anyway, maybe you just blended two different films together. Maybe, yeah, but I mean, like, she's not in anything coming. I'm like, she's in the hustle at the moment. But oh, she, that, isn't it? Yeah, he wouldn't have seen a trailer for that in front of Rocket Man. And I looked at her IMDb, and I don't think she's got anything else like coming up in the in the near future. What's I, What's quite amusing about that, the hustle, um, is it, it's it's literally nobody is talking about it at all. It looks like an abomination. Um, it, it, it's apparently it is awful yeah <laughs> like really really bad which makes me more intrigued by it now of course it fucking that it's, that it's really really bad you're, well, an, you're an abomination thank you you're welcome yeah they've kind of they've kind of gotten away with that though like it, apparently it's really bad chris addison directed it which is weird um and yeah, it kind of seems like everybody's going to get away with it because the world has forgotten it existed. That's his de- directorial debut. Yeah, yeah. Like film-wise. 
That's really odd that he got that movie. It's great, yeah, it's quite a get, isn't it? It's quite a get. And it was all Rebel Wilson's idea as well. Like she wanted to do a female dirty rotten scoundrels, which is a cool idea. Yeah. Um, I remember when, when it came out that that's what they're doing. I remember thinking, do you know what? I will watch a female-led dirty rotten scoundrels with Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway. And yet, none of us have. Because yeah. Because apparently it's shit. So yeah. I will, I will still see it, but it's just it's yeah it's it's. I don't think people know it. it it's out. Oh, it's 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 a it'll be a now TV watch for me. You know, yeah. like it'll just it'll just pop up as like a new film on Sky Cinema. It'll be like oh shit yeah I can watch that now. That shit will be on Netflix or Prime before the end of the year. Oh, actually, yeah, it's an MGM release, and they do have a bit of a thing with UK Netflix. So actually, yeah, you're right. It might it might well pop up before the end of the year. That'd be nice. Hmm. Um, cool. Okay, we're uh, we're, yeah, we're we're padding well, guys. This is good. <laughs> uh, um, so uh, let's let's talk trailers. Um, can I? I just want to talk. I want to talk about Terminator Dark Fate because I want to get a thought in my head out. Right. Just give two seconds. Bex has just left the room for some reason. Not totally. Sorry, I was putting my child's dinner on. Right, cool. New trailers. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Ian. What's your thought on? Terminate Dark Fate. Right. Why does this marketing department for this film think that a shot of something hitting a T whatever in the face and them kind of like having Morphe CG robot face and kind of like to like looking round with Morphe face kind of like healing up. How do they think that's still cool? That happens several times in this trailer. And it's like James Cameron literally did that 20 years ago. Yeah. Why is that still something you think is marketable? I mean, you know, I mean, I, nearly, I, nearly 30 years ago. I think they're relying on the bed. Sorry, Bex. Yeah, 30 years ago. Fuck me. 30 years ago. Sorry, Becky. No, as you can say, I think they're relying on the fact that there's that one shot of Linda Hamilton getting out of a car and one shot of Arnold Schwarzenegger to make people go, yeah, I'll fucking watch this. Right. The uh, thing is, with this, I'm not one of these people who thinks that, that like, do you know what? Do we need another Terminator movie? I'm very much of the, well, why don't we need another Terminator movie? Yeah, I'll watch another Terminator movie. Oh, I'll, I'll watch another Terminator movie. You people are saying, do we need another Terminator movie? You know you're going to watch another Terminator movie. That's why they keep making them, because they know you people will watch them, right? And I'm fine with that. I'll watch it. I think it looks pretty shit, but I'm still going to watch it, right? <laughs> and I'm still kind of excited for it, but it looks like crap, right? But like I was saying to... Um, Ubex after we watched it, the trailer for it. Um, why does it? Um, why does it seem like with the the Terminator essentially in it, which is Mackenzie Davis and some fucking skin job on the bar? Right. What? Why do they look? The mechanics of how they move look so different they look like they're in a different frame rate almost <laughs> and it's like there's got to be a way that if, they, if, they, if that's just that then oh my god they have made people look weird with cgi actual people right yeah. 
if not, if there's a reason for why they're supposed to look like that, it's like, hang on a minute. The ones that were nearly 40 years ago look better than that. And yeah, they might not be able to do as much cool shit, but it's just a little bit like, Mackenzie Davis, and it seems like she's for some reason 37 feet tall. <laughs> and like she's got really like unusually long limbs. And I've checked this out. Mackenzie Davis is, is quite tall, but she doesn't, from my recollection from other films, have unusually large limbs. No. I don't think she's even unusually tall. But I put ten and a half. Yeah, that's that's not, that's, she's not she's not Elizabeth Dimnicki, which is like six foot three, which is like, that's quite tall for a woman. That's quite tall for a person. No matter, a, a female lady, which are usually smaller. Female that's not lady. sexist. Females are... You female. heard him. A female lady. Yes. What? No, just a bit of an odd over-clarification. You've got to clarify in these situations. <laughs> you never know what's going on. Uh, yeah. Am, I, am I correct in thinking with this one that it's a direct sequel to Judgment Day? Yeah, that's what Cameron's saying. Yeah, so yeah. Genesis and Salvation and all that bollocks were ignoring that. Yeah, Rise of the Machines. No, apparently they don't ignore them. They, they, well, they must ignore Terminator 3 because Sarah Connor died of cancer. Yeah, I, I, they could easily go, oh, we just put that in the fucking mainframe or what is it, or some bullshit like that. I mean, Cameron's literally said it is the direct continuation of Judgment Day. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Is is Arnie supposed to be, like, he's stuck... Doesn't he melt at the end of Judgment Day? Is that not that one? Yeah. So why is he there? I don't know. I haven't seen the movie there. Um, I'll be honest. I think he's not a Terminator, and he... The the guy who they based it on. Yeah. But he's billed as the Terminator. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, maybe, maybe. The Terminator. Maybe it's a little bit like Bono or the Edge. Maybe he changed the <laughs> to the Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. And he's got a back to, he's, he's retired to ranch. He's got a stupid idea. The yeah. stupid idea. Butch like, Huntington was a better name. Butch Huntington. Yeah. That's, that's what you think he was called. He looks like a butch. <laughs> that's a... I'll tell you what, Genesis made more fucking money than I thought it did. Like, Do you know why? Do you know why, Ian? Because there are other territories that apart from the opening weekend in the US. Yeah, do you know what? I think you're bang on there. Because you look at the opening weekend in the US where it made $27 million, which is fucking awful for a summer blockbuster. Um, I, I, like, That's really bad. Um but overall, worldwide, it made $440 million, $350 million of that coming from worldwide territories. I mean, the world does kind of seem to want to watch Terminator films. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm more than up for watching another Terminator film as well. I will say that this trailer, this trailer was dull as shit. Yes, it's not good, is it? It's not a good uh, trailer. But you know, I would imagine a lot of the C- a lot of the CG and whatnot hasn't hasn't been done yet, which is why there's repeated shots of Terminator being shot and then turning around while they, it does face warpy stuff. Yeah. Um, so you know, and I mean, this is a teaser trailer, but if a teaser trailer is supposed to get you amped to see more, then this is an utter failure. Yeah. Mm. It. it- I think it's, I watch it because I'm, I'm buying another Terminator 
I, I like I like the fact they've brought back Hamilton. I um, I find Mackenzie Davis an intriguing actress. As an actress, I think she's very good. As a person, I, the thing I've read with it, she seems insufferable. Um, <laughs> right. What? Fair enough. Oh, she's just the worst type of fucking spoiled rich kid. Um, but as an actress, I think she's very she's very good. I found her very entertaining, pretty much everything, and quite good in everything I've seen her in, to be honest. So I'm interested to see. This is a very a sharp right for her <laughs> in terms of what she normally does. Yeah. Mm. You know, she normally goes for quite intelligent and thought-provoking films. Terminator franchise. Well, it's it's, it's Terminator movies are good though. Yeah. The first. I, I, the first two are good. The first. I don't. I, I, I question them for the second. Sorry, I don't hate a single one of them. I remember quite liking Genesis. I only saw I only saw it the once, but I remember liking it. Yeah, I, I thought it was all right. Why are we calling it Genesis? Is it an in joke that I don't understand? You might actually be because it's pretty you, wasn't it? The podcast. Yeah. It's spelt. It's spelt G E N I S Y S. That's not Genesis. That's Genesis. Right. Phil Collins would not play drums in that. Then turn out to be a prick. Right. Okay. Just, I, I, it was confusing me. I was like, have I got the name wrong? No, yeah. no, no, no. It's just, it's, it, it is called Terminator Genesis. Okay. Okay. I like Solid Terminator. I even liked Salvation, and that was shit. Is that the Christian Bale one? Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't remember Genesis or Salvation. Well, we don't have or to watch them. Or the Machines, really. Is that always the Lady Terminator? Yes. We don't have to watch them because David, David Cameron, or David Cameron's a cunt. But uh, James Cameron said we don't have to. So we David don't have Cameron's to. off a fucking pig somewhere. Yeah. Right. He, he's, he's probably not. Well, like he probably is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into with David Cameron again. <laughs> Allegedly. Um. Okay. Uh, that's what he's doing. Stop right. winking while you say that. Let's calm it down. Um, Angel has fallen. What's that? Oh, this is the cup. What's that? What's it in it? Um, London has fallen and Olympus has fallen. Holy fuck! There's another one. Yeah. Oh, did you not know? No. Ah, uh, just watch it now. I'm gonna. Angel has fallen. Really? Holy shit! I'm so excited, cat type. Oh my god. Angel has fallen. Right, I'm gonna watch this. Um, you talk about a different trailer while I watch this. Okay. Um I watched the trailer for Downton Abbey. <laughs> right, that's not a film, is it? Or is it Yeah, it is now. Oh wow, okay. And, How's that? Well, the trailer appears to be the king and queen are coming to Downton Abbey and they need to clean up. Right. That's about what I got from that. I can't say I've watched a single episode of Downton Abbey in my life. Uh, And yeah, it's Downton Abbey. The king and queen are coming. Great. Also, the trailer for The Queen's Corgi. Oh God, that looks horrible. Yeah. Yeah, did not know. Cinema. 
Sorry? Before, we saw that trailer in the cinema. It was on before something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to fucking hope that Lots doesn't talk about wanting to go see that when it's out. Because it's not showing. Oh, no, she's she's more savvy than that. <laughs> oh dear, yeah, no, that looks that looks really bad. Yeah, so there's uh, any any for you, Bex? Um, not that I can think of other than other than Terminator. To be perfectly honest with you, um, no. I mean, we had the new Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but should probably wait for Mark for that. I'd say. Oh, yeah, there's that. <laughs> um, oh, I will say, uh, the new trailer of Toy Story 4, I'm predicting it now, Bo Peep's the wrong one. Oh, yeah, yeah, you kind of get that vibe, don't you? Like, there is a line in that trailer where she says, like, oh, Sheriff Woody always come into the rescue. And it, I swear to God, that is going to be the line in the scene where, like, she turns and reveals. <laughs> See, I kind of want to see that if she's going to turn out to be a wrong one, but I, I will not be going to see Toy Story 4 at the cinema. Because, no, fair enough. But, I mean, I, I mean, I will when I talk about it on the show. But yeah. it, it just, like, it's going to be that it's not his Bo Peep, that it's a different Bo Peep. Oh, could be. I yeah. reckon. Um, and yeah, we'll take it from there. Like, it's... You know, it's going to be about like I don't know. The past is not always like nostalgia is not always a good thing, and you have to look forward and blah blah blah. We'll see. I'll probably be totally wrong now, but I hope I am wrong because at least then it'll be something I'm not expecting. A bit rich that coming from Pixar, though, in it who just keep making sequel after sequel for their own movies. That's true. I mean, what's this so so far? Huh? Yeah, yeah. You're saying the theme's going to be like nostalgia is not always a good thing, and you should move on. Just saying it's a bit rich coming from Pixar. Do they get lost again and they have to find their way back home? Probably. Bo Peep's going to be the wrong one. I'm telling you, Mark, it's going to be the gone girl of oh, Pixar. Yeah. Bo, Bo, Bo Peep, is, I think that that's very implicit from the what is it. But yeah, I'm just... They're going to get lost. They're going to have to find their way home. So, Angel yeah. has fallen. Oh, sorry, Bex. Angel's fallen. Yeah, but any other than that and uh, once upon a time? No. Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, Angel's fallen. Uh, yeah. Very up for that. That was great. Is that what it's called? Angel Has Fallen? Yeah. That's a crap name. No, he's the prisoner's guardian angel. See, he's the angel, and this he's time here. he's fallen. He's fallen. Right. Metaphorically, I'm probably figuratively as well. Okay. Yeah, that was fucking great. That's how you make a fucking trailer. Yeah. Yeah. You convince Nick Nolte that he is Gerard Butler's dad. You put him in a hut for a few months, and then you go and visit him. Nick Naughty thinks, oh, that's real. Yep. Without question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that looks just, great. All I need is one line as good as, let's play a game of fuck off, you go first. <laughs> and just the bit in London Has Fallen where Gerard Butler just goes, I'm thirsty as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just need a single moment in Angel Has Fallen, which compares to those, and I'll be fine. I am a little worried that this one is going to take is going to take itself a bit too seriously. At least with the others, there are your moments where Butler is having fun. I, I, yeah, but I, 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 
I enjoyed the first two of these way too much, so I'm, I'm very much up for going to cinema to see this again. Straight up. I'll, I'll probably watch the first two before it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like the fact that, that, that Jared Butler's got his own little series of films that he can keep going back to, <laughs> that people are going, why do they keep making these? And it's like, because people like me go and watch them. Yeah. So fuck you. That's why. It's your fault. And, and, and that it also, that's how you fucking do a release date. Like late August, I think this thing's out. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, that is good for that type of film, I think. Yeah. So, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, yeah. I don't know what to make of this. I'm really intrigued. That trailer's fucking magnificent. Yeah, it is, it is a good trailer. But it's like, is it going to be funny? Is it going to be serious? Is it just going to balance a tone really well? Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm still convinced that Sharon Tate does not die in this. Um, and we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, but like it, she stops sorry. before that. No, or? like she's not like she's not dead. She doesn't die. Like it's going to be Tarantino re- rewriting history again. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. A la Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hence the hence the once upon a time, and this is this is his once upon a time movie. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah. Um. I'm very much very excited for it. You, you've not mentioned being excited for it at all, and that's, you know, I'm really surprised about that. Why not? No, no, you've kept it really, like, close to your chest, that. I'm, I'm really annoyed that it doesn't come out until, like, two or three weeks after the US in the UK. Yeah, that's fucking that's stupid, stupid, that one. Yeah. That, you know, it's, in in today's day and age, that, that's a really weird move. Yeah. It'll be spoiled to shit by then. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be really hard to avoid. Yeah, I might literally just take a, 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 a two-week Twitter sabbatical. And throw up punch anyone that mentions it in real life. Well, that because people in real life probably won't mention it because of the war in America. What if an American comes into your store and he's like, oh, yeah, I like your T-shirt. It's the same as the one in the film. I was wearing, wearing that at work, will I? I it's got a work T-shirt. Neither does your Isabel Huppert one, but you I don't wear, that. No, I don't wear that to work. Sure you do. I don't. You wear it almost constantly. I don't, I don't actually. Yeah, you do. Becky's referencing the fact that I have bought a uh, Champion Auto Parts t-shirt. You're a fucking nerd. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty good. It is. It is a pretty good t-shirt, actually. It is. It's an age <laughs> Yeah, you'll have to wear, like, um, uh, yellow Hawaiian shirt or the top of it. Like, that's going maybe too far. That's, that's Virgil cosplay. Blue Hawaiian. And I am not, <laughs> I'm not handsome enough to pull that off. You're a bit more handsome than you, but your face sorted out. Fuck you, I hate it. Mark said about three inches off his beard, and it's amazing. I know, it's funny. I'm not happy about it. It's not, it looks better. I said, Becky, Ian, have you ever seen the movie Another Stakeout? Yes. Yeah. You know the bit in it where um, they tell Emilio Estevez that he has to shave his moustache off so he looks like he's younger, so he can pass Richard Dreyfuss' son? Mm-hmm. And then throughout the movie, anytime anyone's got a moustache, for instance, when it's Dennis Farina is introduced and he's got a moustache, and he's even <laughs> just looks at him and goes, "It's a nice moustache. How long you had that?" And he just starts <laughs> asking lots of questions about his moustache while constantly just feeling where his used to be. 
I've been like that for like the past two days. Are you getting phantom beard pains? I do. I keep I keep going to like stroke it where it used to be and it's not there. I'm just going, oh, I'm a failure. Yeah, but if your wife finds you more attractive, then that's something at least, isn't it? But no, because I, 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 no. I, I locked that down years ago. <laughs> I put in the fucking hard yards a long time ago. Bex, what on that? Straight in the room. <laughs> Is she not? What were we saying? <laughs> I was saying that like Ian said, it, at least your wife finds you more attractive. So that's not the point. I put in the hard yards years ago with that. Put in the what? The hard yards. But you still have to make me find you attractive. Well, shouldn't my sparkling personality should do that? You've met you, right? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so what I decide I'm going to do going forward is I'm going to have a reference point which is going to be like Adam's apple and then I'm just going to sneak trim it with nail scissors on the night when it starts getting any longer when he's asleep. Yeah, like let you fall asleep after me. I'll set, I'll set like a alarm of some kind. Good luck with that. I'll be the midnight barber. So, that sounds like it should be something else. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, quickly, um, Rocket Man. Bernie Tolkien. Yeah. You must be Elton. Yeah. Hi. Well, that's mine. Stage name. Oh. Well, you, you can tell me your real name when we get to know each other better. Right. Uh, um, I was thinking. Have you ever, uh, sorry. Sorry. No, no, please. It's you. I like your lyrics. Thank you. Yeah, I, I got the tape that you sent. It's great. Really good. Thanks. Oh, hang on. Uh, hey, don't, don't bother with that one. That wasn't supposed to be in there. It's not no, no, that's really good. I wrote a tune to it. Yeah. yeah I... Order song? Yeah. I read it and I could hear the whole tune in my head. It was all there. I could see all the notes and I just had to get it out. It's like my fingers couldn't work fast enough to keep up with my brain. <laughs> Do you ever get anything like that? Uh... Uh, not really, no. <laughs> um, I can write more for you, though, Elton. I'll just send them down to you. Great. Is directed by Dexter Fletcher and stars Taron Egerton, uh, Richard Madden, Jamie Bell, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, amazingly, um, and uh, a variety of other folks. Uh, Tate Donovan, actually, uh, I'll just say, because we probably won't mention him again, as... Uh, kind of like drunk club owner. And it's always nice to see Tate Donovan turn up in stuff. So, yeah. Uh, What's his name for a while? I couldn't work out if it was or wasn't. Um, the guy out of Scrubs. Oh, John C. John C. McGinley. Yeah. He looked a bit like him. I was like, is he just like, is he wearing bad makeup or is he aged badly or is it not even him? It's not him. No. <laughs> well, I know that now. I Googled it when we got out. Nice. Um, so, so it's Elton John. Um, uh, there's kind of a wraparound story of him uh, in rehab, kind of talking about his life. And you see him from an early age, um, kind of like it, it. It's a lot of like the rise and the fall and a little bit of rise again, but not as much as you'd maybe think um of elton john really so um becky what do you think of rocket man i i really really loved it it it's 
I thought it was really good. Um, I thought it was really well performed from everyone apart from one person. Um, and yeah, I just I thought Taron Egerton was was great in it. I thought it, it really kind of gets you to um, to empathise, and I think perhaps because I. I wasn't really brought up on Elton John in the same way that like you were. You mm. you were listening to a lot of it, and I I wasn't, and I didn't know an awful lot about sort of pre me being aware of music and just I said to you before, didn't I? It was just it was old Elton John by the time I became aware of Elton John even being a thing, and I didn't really know anything about like what went on when he was younger. So it was quite interesting, and it also I think means that any inconsistencies. I, well, I wouldn't know them anyway, so I, I could just enjoy it for what it was. Uh, I thought Jamie Bell was brilliant as Bernie Taupin, and mm-hmm. um, those two as a as a central kind of casting partnership were were really good together. Um, the musical numbers were blended in really well. The dancing was really good. Um, the way that it kind of the structure of the story I really liked as well. Like that he was in like group and it just kept flashing back to whatever he was talking about. Um, I liked the fact that kind of like you're watching it thinking oh this is all happening within one session but obviously by the end of it you can you can kind of tell that he's been there for a while and it's been various different sessions but he gradually sheds more and more of the Elton John crazy outfit stuff and to the point where he's just sat in like a dressing gown just dressed like normally mm-hmm. um, as he kind of sheds his demons about his past and stuff yeah i, I really liked it I, I liked it um like all of it i wanted to go back in and watch it again nice, nice. okay mark that when i got out it was you know do you remember those old ready breck adverts where like they have some ready breck and it, it makes the whole body glow yeah i felt like i felt like that Made oh that's really nice yeah the only thing I didn't like, I didn't think um, the manager guy was very good. He was too much like a dick dastardly cartoon villain kind of character. That's the only that's the only performance that I, I want 100% on board with. Which one, Richard Madden or Stephen Graham? Um, the man out of Game of Thrones. Richard, Richard Madden. Madden. Yeah. yeah. Mark, what do you think? Of Game of Thrones, not my bag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I overall, I, I I really liked it. Once I got, once I sort of got used to, okay. At, at first, I was a little bit like, right, you're telling Elton John's story through his songs. But he didn't write the songs, so ah, that was irking me a little bit. And then once I kind of got over that and went, ah, this isn't a this isn't a, a biopic, is it? it? It is very much a a celebration of Elton John's life that's telling his story a little bit. Elton John's music that's telling his story a little bit. So once I got to that point. Um, I, I was I, I got a, I got a lot better with it to be honest. I started to fall into it. So I, really, I think I think I'm a little bit different opposite to what, to what you are with this in, in the fact that 
I didn't really get on with the first half that much, but really got on with the the second half. Oh, that's of, interesting. Um, of it, yeah. Um, again, I, I thought similar to what Beck said about uh, Richard Madden, uh, who I literally know from nothing because the, the big things that he's been in, um, I, I don't, I haven't watched, and he might be he might be great in them, but um, when people are going, oh, this guy's gonna be great for the next Bond, I'm looking going. Really? That's that fucking guy. reach that. Yeah. You know, that's that guy for, for Bond. Really? No. Um, but he, he might be great in other things. The Prentice Bodyguard thing is amazing, and I, you know, but I've been honest, I probably will never watch it. So there's that. Um, I, I actually thought, and I'm going to say this, um, I, I actually thought Bryce Dallas Howard was a little bit okay. Andram in it. Yeah. Um, I have questions about some of the um, some of the direction felt a little bit. I don't know. I, I hate saying that because I, I like Dexter Fletcher, but some of the musical number directions. There's a really odd bit um, where where they're doing the Sat Knights Alright for Fighting, and there's a there's a big kind of like swave where everyone's dancing and everything like that and there's an actual bit where elton john's been dancing with the ways actually kind of just stood watching them yeah the, the, in the bottom corner and it's a bit like he's kind of slight it's almost like he's trying to do what they're doing but yeah. isn't managing to do it i noticed that that yeah, was weird it, it was that 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 was odd and also as well it was i don't know there's a combination of the way it was lit and the way it was shot and like that there was points where it made it really difficult to work out what was going on with these dances which kind of made you go, I'm not listening now because I'm trying to work out what's going on. But, and then it's, it, and everything, yeah. it got a little bit then hard to hear because you're trying to work out what's going on. And I was a bit like, right, all right, this is a little bit too chaotic now. I'm just going to just sit back. Yeah, the direction of the dance sequences, as good as the dance sequences were, was a bit like it's just flying around all over the place. So you couldn't actually follow it yeah, very well it, and, it, and it, actually see how good it was. I actually took that bit in the Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting bit as because him and him and the guy at the front of that little dance troupe have like a little look between each other and i kind of i thought it was him watching him that's what i took from it that's why i didn't bother me oh okay okay uh but overall yeah i really like the, the the second half of it um once i got into the fact that all right this isn't this is what this movie is i think it found itself with me and i just sort of sat back and went right i'm going to enjoy it how they're going to use Elton John's songs and which ones are they going to use and how they're going to do this and started to really kind of get it and I thought I loved the I'm still standing bit at the end the uh yeah the, the what is it uh but the idea of using uh of having Taron Egerton um uh, seen live is a really big thing it's a real noticeable thing and the fact is as well I think a large part of my enjoyment out of it was the fact that I enjoyed listening to him sing. He's got a really good voice, hasn't yeah. he? What did you think, Ian? He's got He's a cracking voice. Um, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I was disappointed, if I'm absolutely honest, because um, I, I really, really like Dexter Fletcher's work. Um, but, yeah, I there was, there was something not quite there for me. I thought everything up until he got with Richard Madden I was really really into it 
I mean, I, I thought the Saturday night uh, nights are right for fighting section was great. I mean, those, those quibbles yeah. aside, it, it, like, it, 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 uh, I, I agree with you. Yeah, it, it is great that that minor quibble it wasn't really a, a criticism, more of a it was just odd. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, but I mean, I thought the crocodile rock bit was fucking brilliant. Um, it just in that second half, I. It's an awful lot of stuff that you've seen before, but told in a way visually, which is quite interesting. But I I don't know. I mean, like, it, I'll be honest. They're kind of like him waking up and being like, where am I and whatnot? Kind of reminding me of that fucking section with Tommy Lee in the dirt. Um, And obviously... Was, yeah, yeah I, I, can, I can see your point there. It is actually really very similar to that, actually, yeah. Yeah, it, it just there's there's very little originality to be had with this kind of film and i think that rocket man does do it up to a certain point but in the end of the day it's got to tell a story which you know is a person's story but in all honesty it's a fairly rote story uh i mean i i, I thought it came together well in the end where it's like the whole kind of like him basically hating himself thing um and, you know, trying to find uh, acceptance in others. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought that the the mother character really bothered me, and not necessarily because of Bryce Dallas Howard, but the way that, you know, she's not super, super supportive. The grandma's definitely more supportive, but she's also not outright, what the fuck is this, Reggie? What are you talking about? No, you're not going to be a musician. But then in the second half, she is basically the bane of his existence. And I I just I I I felt like I'd gone to the toilet and missed something, but I hadn't. No, I can. can, Yeah, I can see your point there. There's no the the thing is, maybe it was a. I, I don't think the him coming out scene was well done. No. I thought it was. I thought it, I thought it was really quite, quite weak. Um, I don't. I think it's the only part of the film where I thought um, Taron Egerton kind of like wasn't great in it. And I thought Bryce Dallas Howard. It was the only bit in it that I thought she was actually quite decent um, in that. But I thought that the, the way they handled that wasn't wasn't fantastic. It was a little bit. I don't know. It just felt a little like. It wouldn't surprise me if that was the way that he came out to his mum, and if that if he was saying, "Look, this is this is how it happened," that wouldn't be a surprise. But the, the way that the scene was was done just felt like, if that's the take you used, what would the take like? Yeah, I don't. It, it, it just. I well, no, I agree with that, and it, it, it's like the scene before he comes out to her. I swear, is that scene where Bernie Taupin and him are staying at. Um, his house and he basically comes up with uh, or like he comes up with the music for uh, your song isn't it mm. um and like the mum still seems like fairly into it i mean okay she's giving him a little bit of shit for being at home and whatnot but it's not you're a fucking dickhead you're disgusting or whatever um after that actually yeah there's quite a big gap i think it's got it goes to america after that yeah, because then he goes to America, and then obviously, like the scene with that, yeah, it literally is. That's the next scene as his mom, yeah. And and it, I don't know, it just like suddenly, she's she's, she's fucking horrible. Yeah. 
And yeah, I, it's because it comes out and it's like, right, it's dead to me now. No, but she doesn't even seem, seem to tune out about being gay. She basically says, oh, I, I knew that all along. And then literally, it's like, all right, you knew it all along. But then it's like, then, but then she just, she does become a nasty piece of work after it. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's like, well, it, if you knew that all along and it was a problem, then why weren't you horrible to him all the way through? It, it does a little bit. It's a weird one because Elton John's very much, even in the film, within the film, very much admits, I'm not a, a nice person. Yeah, I mean, th- th- there's that line, isn't there? Like, I've been a cunt since 1976, <laughs> which I thought was a fucking great line. It's a fucking great line, yeah. And he has all that, and he basically lists all his fables, his, his foils, at the start of the movie. But then the movie seems to try and go, oh, but maybe it's because of this, and maybe it's because of this, and maybe it's because of this. And whereas Elton's going, no, nah, I think I'm just a bit of a dick some of the times, to be honest. So he's almost at war with the rest of the fucking movie. <laughs> um, but it's it's a movie that can put a smile on your face. Yeah. But then it, uh, so, um, Bex, so you're not you're not a not not an Elton John fan. If that makes sense. That makes sense. But you're not a you weren't as exposed to his music. No. What is it? Whereas with, and I don't want to draw comparisons, so I'm, but I'm going to say this comparison. Whereas with Queen, you you were. Yeah. Yeah. Ian, are, are you a, an Elton John fan or? Uh, I mean, I, I I like his stuff. I'm not I'm not like massively into Elton John, but I don't hate the guy. Yeah. See that. Whereas I think I very much grew up in a house where Elton John was on quite a lot up there with Bowie and Springsteen. As people that were on that I was exposed to an awful lot. Yeah. Um, and I've I've always really liked Elton John. We've got a, a bunch of Elton John records. And yeah, really, yeah. In fact, one of the first vinyls that I bought when I re went through my vinyl thing was Elton John Greatest Hits. Yeah. Uh, not like a new Elton John Greatest Hits, an old Elton John Greatest Hits. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it was nice the fact that I was going. Ah, oh, I wonder if they're going to use this for this bit. And I wonder if they're going to use this bit for this bit. And once I kind of got into that, it became like a fixer kit. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell the story. I thought, well, they're going to use um, "Sorry" seems to be at some point where he's having a what is it? And it's gonna. I know that the film's coming to an end. And I know that it ends with him getting sober, and I know that we're going to get the "I'm Still Standing." And then the fact that they just used the video for it and just superimposed Tara Eggerson in it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Because it's a fucking great video. It's a fucking great song. It is, yeah, yeah. I like the the way they use Goodbye Albert Road as well. Yeah, because it, it, it's and as well, they you starting to go, all oh, right. So you, you you're not even going to use fucking songs in sequence. You're going to throw fucking an out there <laughs> at, at that. Um, and also as well, the did you notice that the whenever you see Billy Tolkien's lyrics, whenever you see the titles to the songs that he's got out there, yeah, that's songs that they use later on. Oh, okay. Which I thought was quite a nice touch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, with Goodbye Yellow Road was fucking ages before that bit that was actually released. But then they used it really, really well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the majority of the people in it had, you know, also could really sing quite well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's one that I'm I'm looking forward to watching it again. Um, because it's it's not. In my eyes, anyway, it's not trying to be something it's not. I do. I wish we had a, a more gritty 
accurate accurate um, look at at pop stars rock stars lives yes I actually I, I do I think it's I think there's a little bit of this is just good PR for them to get the greatest hits out there and make a bit more money and I think we're going we're gonna to end up with a few more of these there's no fucking way Paul McCartney had sat back going look at this your former county, are you? It's not scouting, it's not scouting. He, he, he does try and lose the scouts a little bit, yeah, but it is in there. He, he does try and lose it a little bit because he's he a wanker. Say, I won't be watching that movie, but it wouldn't surprise me <laughs> if, he's try, if, if he looks at it and goes, We could do this, and just tell like the, the story of from the Hamburg years to you know. To probably, I don't know, um, just before John meets fucking Yoko, uh, something like that. Um, but well, they, but they're 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 fair, I would watch a Beatles movie. No. But you'd have the same problem as the Freddie Mercury thing. Put your hand down. You'd have the same problem as the Freddie Mercury <laughs> thing in that John Lennon isn't there to go. Well, no, I never said that. I didn't do that. But John won't do that. He'd go, "Was I high when I said that?" And Paul would go, "You probably were there, John." <laughs> See, that was better. That was better. That was good. So, there'll be that, but that beat is a fucking great Beatles biopic, and that gets quite fucking nitty gritty in that. Oh, well, well, we'll just watch that then. It's great. It's got Laura Palmer in it. Has it? Um, yeah, because there's that other one coming out, isn't there, that looks fucking horrendous, that Judy Garland one. That just looks awful. I, you talk about Amdram, that looks like a fucking Amdram production. But what I'm saying is... We've had two of these in the space of what ten months, mm, right? And they're, they're both going to be very, very successful, and have been very popular, and have spawned very successful um, re looks at said musicians' careers. Um, personally, I think this, this is a, a much better movie. I don't. I think it's unequivocal. It's a better movie. Oh fuck yeah, it is. Um, yeah, yeah. And. I, I do think that you can look more and go, right, back in hell, there's, the, the songs are used better in it. it it's a better musical, because this is a musical, and I quite like that aspect of it. But... Yeah, whereas Borat wasn't at all. Where, whereas what I think we're getting is we're never going to get, of these musicians, we're never going to get a proper, this is what happened, this is what they were actually like, this is all that, because... There's too many PR people in the background clearly going, you can't do that. You can't literally, literally look at what's happened to all these people over here. Mm. At some point, they're going to come after the music business. Mm. At some point, they're going to run out of movie producers and pervy, pervy directors to, to point at, and they're going to start coming after musicians. And, and if, you, if you've approved fuck. putting it in a movie, yeah. you're fucked. Because they've done 80s TV, 70s and 80s TV. Well, they've started doing music, haven't they? Like Ryan Adams thing. Yeah, but they've not gone after any of the the, the, the biggies. The biggies. No. Um, and so there, there is an element of that within this. There and is it's... a culture. There's the groupie culture with music. I think the the problem is it's like they'd go, yeah, but they came, they knocked on the door, and they wanted it. And, and, but, but we're getting into a conversation that is way beyond what I'm, <laughs> <laughs> the tedious I can talk about, I think. Um, but yeah. I'd like to see a Libertines one. No, I wouldn't. Wouldn't you? No. 
because Pete Doherty would probably produce it and write it, and it'd be no, terrible. Just, I, not not with them sort of. It'd be nice by Julia Cope as well. Let's face it. I would like to see. I would like to see a Libertines one though, and, and uh, well done Libertines one. I wouldn't. I'd like to see a Channel Five Libertines. <laughs> <laughs> a really shittily done one. Mm. Um, the Libertines, yeah, like. I mean, the thing is, there's enough stories in the Libertines to make quite an entertaining film, but it just like I don't think you can really condone some like even like in an entertaining film way some of the shit the fucking Pete Doherty do- did. Does still does? Uh, well, I'm, yeah, maybe maybe right, he still he does. Table because it's all so public. Well, no, he, I mean, literally, I read an interview with uh, Pete from literally a month ago and he, he's still living in a fucking a, a dos house that the, the, the right uh, who did the initial interview with the guardian where he went to his what is it where he, he, spent, he spent like a week with him yeah um the one that they made that documentary out of mm. the bbc2 one um he said and he's still the same he still was like i was around at his house and he's still trying to fucking sell me like his jackets and stuff like that. He said that the house is a the flat is a dos fucking flat. He was still shooting up in front of me like really? it was nothing. He said, it, 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 it said it's nothing's changed. He's just a bit older and a bit fatter. So a fat clean docker wasn't fat no, clean docker. It was just fat docker. It, it, literally, he says he said, "How long were you clean for?" He said that thing when he went to Thailand. Then he said, "Literally um, twenty minutes after I got back to London." Jesus. Uh, and it's like. The guy said, you know, he said, what is, I know a tangent slightly, he said, what is mental about Pete Doherty, said, is he can go from saying quite intelligent things to talking complete shite within the same sentence. He said, and it's, he said, it's just clear that the drugs have just really fucking taken their toll on this guy. He said, and as horrible as it sounds, it is amazing that he's still alive. And he literally says in the interview, it's amazing. I didn't think I'd still be alive now. I don't think most people did, but here the fuck I am. Mm. When you compare that to Carl Barrett, who is completely fucking teetotal and has given up music to um, spend time with his kids and stuff like that. Aww. What's yeah. Gary the drummer doing now? Uh, Gary the drummer, uh, <laughs> he's a... Uh, he, no, he's a uh, house teacher. Nice. Oh, well, no, in other people's um, houses and businesses. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he still tours as well with uh, a couple of other bands as well. I had a drink. I had a drink with him after a Libertines gig once, and he was fucking lovely. He was he was really really fun. That guy. Didn't we end up when we went to see Dirty Pretty Things at our party with Carl Barrett? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, some fucking random guy who was sat next to us. That was a messy night. It's a really good problem. We were staying over. No, we weren't we were staying, staying over. over. We were supposed to be getting the train back. We were supposed to get the train back. We did not get the train we back. We did not get the train back. No, we ended up at some fucking. Went to see the first ever. It was the first ever Dirty Pretty Things gig, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh wow. At um, Shepherd's Bush, and we got the. We got the train down, I don't think we supposed to get the train back in the, like that, that night, weren't we? Yeah. And then we went to this party, these guys who were stood next to us. Um, and we're like, whose flat is this? Like, oh, it's Carl's. And we're like, are we supposed to know who Carl is? Because we don't know who Carl is. And it was Carl Barrett's, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, oh, and it, it, yeah, it got fucking messy and we slept like in a doorway or something. Yeah, we did, yeah. Like, not like a random doorway, but a doorway at this flat. Yeah. Yeah. That was a funny yeah. night. 
Yeah, it was one of those where you get swept along in something and then you go, huh, that was weird. You were at work the next day, but I you actually were. was supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, and then I rang up the morning and went, I ended up, and I got up the guy I worked with went, went, you rang me last night and told me you weren't going to be at work. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at uh, uh, as well as <laughs> my boss. Be nice for you. Well, it's so exhausting. Yeah, fuck, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> so, uh, Rocket, Rocket Man, definitely not shit. Definitely not shit. Really enjoyed it, yeah. Uh, I am actually really looking forward to watching it again. I might make you go see it again. I would, I would probably go see it again, to be honest. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad you guys got that that much out of it. I, um, I'm, I'm glad my, my disappointment wasn't, um, wasn't shared. I didn't, I, I didn't hate it. I just, it, it left me a bit cold. Where are you at? Are you touching cloth then, or are you? No, no, I'm definitely not shit. I, um, I'd say seven out of ten. Um, so like, I, it, it just, yeah, I like, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely cooler on it than most people seem to be. But a second watch might. The Bryce Dallas Howard bit. I know I've spoken about it a lot, but that fucking character arc really bothers me because I, you know, I'm not being funny, but that's, I don't know, that's his mum. It, it, it is like. If you're gonna say that about that woman, I think you probably need to make a better case for it. He did have a big falling out with her, didn't he? IRL. I'm sure he did. It's just in that in in the in the film, I don't really I don't quite understand I don't quite understand why it got that bad. Hmm. But yeah. Uh, ooh, our audience poll on that was uh, don't be like shit 57% touching cloth 29% and shit 14% alright I'm going to um, do my use and uh, relieve myself if you uh, well, well, relieve my bladder sorry relieve myself I just suddenly thought I meant am I gonna, like, I'm going to go jack myself off that's not what I'm going to do <laughs> yeah don't do that Rel- relieve yourself just means to go take a piss doesn't it yes yeah, okay. That was weird. Uh I'll be back in a second. You guys you guys get into it. Uh, I mean like what you watched. Everything's sounding dirty now. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> watched I've not watched anything without you know. Right, do you want to do do you want to do the doors then? Because they let me head up what the doors are for. No, because you didn't watch all of it and I don't remember it well enough. Well, I, 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 I watched it on an awful lot. Well, you can you can do. Well, you know you, you do Twenty Two Jump Street. Oh yeah, so as promised, we watched Twenty Two Jump Street. Um, we watched half of it straight after the podcast last time, yeah. anyway, and then we watched the rest of it an, another night. Um, it's actually I, obviously I, I couldn't remember it at all when we were talking about it last week, but yeah, I did remember it as we were watching it. It isn't as good as the first one. No. Um, there's not as many sort of standout funny bits no but there is there is a, a moment in it that might be the funniest bit of the whole which one's both, that? both movies which one's the that? bit where sh- um, where um jenko realizes that um schmidt has slept with the captain's daughter oh that is hilarious yeah um, yeah that that bit is that whole little sequence is fantastic um i will say for it more of the the non-wink um sequel stuff yeah more of that landed with me more now than it did at the time yeah um i think part of the problem is this is more this is more 
pretentious up their own ass college kids where instead of stupid high school kids and I think the, the surrounding cast of characters is more annoying in this one well I, no I think it literally has one character that is just shit well the twins annoyed me a bit this time around oh yeah yeah they, they aren't great but they aren't enough to bother me but Gillian Bell's character is is terrible she, she literally has one joke that she repeats constantly yeah all the way through it and it's kind of like after the first scene like fair enough and then the second scene happens like Okay, have you got have you got more or are you just running all of these and they're just using them? Is this all you've got? And then when she comes in again and she does it and you're going, Oh my god, will somebody please put her out of her misery and tell her that these aren't funny? And then it comes again mm. and she's still doing it. And you're going, There are professional comedians working on this. Yeah. How is nobody? Yeah, no, I have no idea. How is nobody going, tapping on the shoulder and going, please have something else? <laughs> please have something it's else. Scripted. It's not really. That's not really her fault. I, I, I think it must be improv. I did. I, the one bit I did quite like though was when she said about no one getting. This is really boring. No one's getting shot. And then the guy next to her gets shot, and she goes like goes into hysterics. That's the only bit that was actually like fairly I funny. I, I don't think she can answer though. I, just, I don't think I don't think she's funny. No. And I think that that is a problem when you're a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not funny. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it, I mean it's not it's not anywhere near as good as the first one, but it's still I mean it's still a solid. It's still very watch. funny. Yeah. The say something cool. Something cool. What did you say? Something cool. People, what what was it? What did you say? Something cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's. I, I do again. I do like the fact that they literally do exactly the same thing. Yeah, they straight up just blow that guy up, though. Yeah, they do. Yeah, like he's he's not great. And legit. I question their jurisdiction in Mexico. Yeah, yeah same. <laughs> I think they get in trouble for that. I, I, I do think they get in trouble. Yeah. What's his name? What? Peter Starmer. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I think that would probably cost us excessive force. Yeah, but I would watch all of those. Yeah, all the joke sequels. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm kind of gutted that, that we didn't end up getting more. More, yeah. To be fair, though, they are getting older and older, and Channing Tatum, especially, is not ageing particularly well. Mm. So, like, as a convincing premise, probably not so much. Mm. I, do, I do kind of wish that they'd gone for the MIB 23 thing, though. That would have been fucking amazing. The Men in Black um, and 23 Jump Street crossover. I didn't even know that was a mooted thing, but yes, that would have been good. Like It kind of seemed like that was actually something that was going to happen. Mm. And then we got Men in Black International instead. Yeah, which looks... I'm looking forward to Men in Black International. Because of Chris Hemsworth. If you took Chris Hemsworth out of it and put Liam Hemsworth in it, you wouldn't be shit. Liam Hemsworth always looks like he's about to cry. He probably is. Although he's that... married to Miley Cyrus. That must be terrifying. Uh, he, he's, he is not allowed to make any decision in that relationship. Literally, I, I guarantee you, if, if she says, oh, we're, like, we're, we're going vegan. I, I, I don't actually want to go vegan. My, are you Chris? No, then shut the fuck up, not Chris Hemsworth. She calls him not Chris Hemsworth. There's a video that was that that sort of came out, not like came out, but like 
came on the internet a few weeks ago and of them like crossing the um road no like uh, <laughs> crossing the tarmac at, at an airport and he's literally video himself just screaming the lyrics to party in the usa at miley cyrus and she's just looking at him like why are you being so fucking weird but yeah it just continues that's that's quite funny from him it made me like him more i'm not gonna lie I don't dislike him, it's just he's not Chris Hemsworth not and Chris nobody Hemsworth. cares. No. Yeah, but I, I I would prefer that. I would prefer to see the Men in Black 20, the Jump Street crossover, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I'd prefer to see that rather than the new Men in Black and the the new twenty, the new Jump Street movie that is in talks. Oh, what, with other people? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no, I wouldn't, yeah. Yeah, the... Um, I mean, it depends who. Tiffany Haddish and that... I would watch it called. Yeah. No, what about Tiffany Haddish is someone who's got to go back to high school. No, she's way too old. Aquafina maybe. Aquafina I could see. Apparently that that is in talks, apparently. What? Yeah. (laughs) Say what? She played a fucking teacher in that night school film with Kevin Hart. She is thirty nine years old. Yeah, that's not that can't be right. Apparently. It must be someone else. Did you dream this, Mark? In 2018, Tiffany Dish was confirmed to lead uh, oh, yeah. Tiffany the Haddish film. Tiffany Haddish and Aquafina in 21 Jump Street re- reboot. Fucking hell. Yeah. How? Surely she's playing like the... It says leading the film. Yeah, but like, surely she's playing like the Ice Cube character. Yeah, I mean, you'd think, but... Yeah. Also, a question. Why Haddish? How do you mean? You're the only person I think I've ever pro- heard it pronounced Haddish. Yeah, it's Haddish. I'm going with Haddish. Yeah? Yep. Fair enough. In my, in my long tradition of pronouncing people's names, appallingly, I am going with Haddish. Given Haddish. It's very, like, you know. Yeah, it's got, it's got a ring. Yeah. You have to say Tiffany wrong as well, though. Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany. There you go. Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever her role, it's rumoured Sony is looking to rebuild its Jump Street franchise around her. Yeah, she she can't be one of them. Well, yeah, you see, you see I, I I prefer the the Men in Black crossover to that. that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's only that's only great. The two opposite ones just don't care. Really. You don't like what's the first idea? No, I'm one of the few people on the planet that that finds Heather um, Thompson. Um, insufferable in things yeah you do yeah that woman is literally high on her own farts that film just that film just needs to be fun it needs to be fun and it, it doesn't exactly need to be funny. saying anything it just needs to be fun but it, it's gonna try and say shit it is it looks fun it's gonna try and say shit and be work yep so you don't have anything else no, I, I have I have one other. I have a film that I had to watch because what did you do, Becky? Watch Game of Thrones, man. And, and and why did I watch film my own and you watch Game of Thrones? Because you banished me. I didn't. I, I, said, did. I said I'd watch it on my phone. Which you knew I'd say no to. Actually, to be fair, Ian, do you watch it? What Game of Thrones? Yeah. I gave up a few seasons ago. 
So there's an, there's an episode in the newest run that everyone was complaining about because it was really, really dark and you oh. couldn't see. Oh, it. yeah. I watched that um, on the TV downstairs and was like, well, it wasn't as bad as people made out, but yeah, it's a bit dark. I can see people's complaints. And then I fell asleep and missed about the last 10 minutes because um, it was like half three in the morning. Um, so... I decided to rewatch the whole episode for some reason on my phone while Mark was playing FIFA. Just turned the brightness right up and it didn't pixelate. It was perfectly clear and yeah, it was a really good episode when you could actually see it. So for anyone like planning on rewatching that, watch it on your iPhone. Yeah. I say other phones are available, but I don't know whether the other phones would pixel it. No, you don't. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, and, and people who have the other phones are too busy on Twitter telling people that uh, their phones are better than people on iPhones. I am really impressed by that charging thing on that Samsung one though. Yeah, but if it's on a Samsung, it'll be on a what is it? iPhone, a couple of models. Yeah, and to be fair, you have to find someone else who's got that same phone. And to be honest, how often do you sit in the front of a coffee shop? Well, exactly. Because the advert literally tells me that I have to sit in the front of a coffee shop. And if I was, if I had that phone and somebody trying to give me, I'd go, "Fucking into my phone." Yeah, you don't like people touching your phone, do you? <laughs> No, I will not give some my charge. You're not fucking charged, dick nuts. Yeah, you would do that, yeah. 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 Unless it was a pretty lady. No, I'll give it some my charge. Yeah, of course you would. What? Would you also like some of my coffee and my heart? Thought we established I didn't have a heart after Green of the Fireflies. So then. So, I watched High Fidelity. Oh, fuck yeah, you did, didn't you? <laughs> Been banging on about this film for weeks. <laughs> I've been trying to get back and rewatch High Fidelity for ages, and then because uh, I actually thought that you actually quite liked it. I do like it, but I, it's one of those films where I don't feel like I ever need to watch it again. Right. Well, I do. And it got Catherine Zeta fucking Jones in it. She's actually quite good in it in this because she kind of plays herself, but then the film tells you that she's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of a little bit like Stephen Fry's has gone. Uh, someone's gone. But she's just playing herself. Yep. Yeah. But then you're gonna call her a dick, and she's going, She won't know that. <laughs> not the brightest oh this is one who used to buy bottles of welsh air she did do that well allegedly she no did she said that in an interview that didn't come out of nowhere that someone didn't make that up she said it in an interview <laughs> all right fair enough <laughs> mental bitch yeah uh, is a whole type of crazy that people haven't actually accepted at any point yet and at some point it's going to come out no i'm fine with her crazy it's mildly endearing. Um, so High Fidelity, it, it's a film that is weirdly is nearly 20 years old. Yeah. Which makes no sense. But I would not like it when I first watched it. Um, and, and kind of finding it a little bit annoying. Um, and then, I think when I, when I watched it, I was actually working in a record store <laughs> as well. Um, and then as... Years have gone by, and I've gone back to it and watched it more. The higher it goes up in my all-time list, um, it's probably in my top maybe twenty now movies. Um, and it's it's one of those that I can continuously watch. But I do love the fact that you when you that now I'm watching, I'm going right. I'm the age that he's supposed to be. Actually, I'm a, maybe a year or so older mm. than the age he's supposed to be in this. And I like the fact that the movie is essentially, it's, it starts out with him being, you know, 
jumped essentially and him having this crisis about it and he started to go all oh, right we're going on this journey about this guy finding out where he's gone wrong in these relationships and what his his fault and what isn't and everything like that and then the more you go through it you go oh it's because he's a dick <laughs> it's because he's a dick but the amazing thing is his journey is him kind of realizing he's a dick whilst also at the same time, exactly the same time, continuing to be a dick and not realising that he's being a dick. And it gets to it, and he's he's basically had no real epiphany, a no real arc, and he's better off than he was. But he's still a dick. But he's back to being happy. But he's realised that he was a dick, but he still acts like a dick. It's kind of brilliant. Fair enough, yeah. In the sense that he has no redemption in it at all. And doesn't come to some big epiphany. It, he just kind of goes, yeah, I was a dick. Ah, I shouldn't have done that, should I? But then doesn't realise that he's actually been a dick whilst he's realising he's been a dick. It's, it's, it's a wonderful story, in a sense. And I like it. And there's a moment in it that, that kind of like, when you are, when you're obsessed with anything, and you, you know, you're, you're beyond a fan, like us, for instance, talking about this I'm not obsessed um, there's a moment that I can go back to uh, uh, you still there Ian? yeah I'm just listening yeah, I'm just... there's a moment I can go back to where you realise realising that you're a dick occasionally is a good thing for you and it can kind of reground you a little bit and there was a moment on Noel's stack that I can tie with this so if High fidelity. There's a, a moment where a guy is trying to buy a Captain Beefheart album yeah. um, from Jack Black. And he decides to not sell it to him. And the other guy who's in the record shop, who's clearly their friend, um, says to them, you guys are just dicks, you're arseholes. You, you think that you're, you know more than everybody. And they all go, yeah. Uh, and that you're better than everybody because you know it all. And they kind of all go, uh, and kind of begrudgingly go, yeah. And there's a, there was a moment, uh, and I'm not going to slag anybody off here, by the way. Um, uh, no, Stag, we were chatting to a guy, I think there was me, Jordan, Ian, and Dan, Orty. Uh, and we were chatting to a guy about film, and it was a perfect good conversation, we weren't being condescending or anything like that. And then he he was he was asking, and when you're into films, people always ask you the same question. What's your favourite film? What's your favourite film? Which is a perfectly legitimate question. Yeah. And we all kind of went, and gave our answers for what our favourite films were. And then he went, I think Jonathan said, oh, what's your favourite film? And he went, Cocktail. And all of us went, huh. And Darren Medanich went, I really wasn't expecting that. And the, we, none of us said anything at all for like a good 30 seconds. And he, and it, and he just went, yeah, yeah, I just really like it. Because this, this, and we're like, that's... And all of us, and the, the, the conversation naturally came to an end there. And he, and he walked off and we all just went, was anybody expecting cocktail? And that threw us all. But we're all, and then we got into like a 20 minute conversation about cocktail. And it was like, you know what? I love that man for the fact that his favourite movie is Cocktail because why the fuck not? Yeah. Mm. You know, it was a 
beautiful moment where it did make me go, oh, we were dicks because we we seemed like we were being dicks, but we weren't. We were just amazed that his favourite movie was Cocktail. Not like, why could it be Cocktail? It's a terrible movie. Just It just fucking threw us. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, the more I watch Hacked the more I kind of go, shit, am I the John Cusack in this? I kind of think I might be. <laughs> He's a prick. But am I alright with that? I kind of think I don't I know. He's a bit more of a subtle prick. I'd say you're more the Jack Black, overtly prickish person. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Maybe. You're horrible for people. But I'm not. I'm not condescending to people. Am I? I kind of might be on it sometimes. I don't think I know everything. Maybe, maybe you're somewhere in between the two. Maybe I'm somewhere in between the two, yeah. yes. So yeah, have to, I, I love High Fidelity. I genuinely, it's a movie I, I utterly adore. Good. Ian, what have you been watching? Um, so, I've got a few things. Um, do I still sound okay, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just adjusted the gain in my um in in my mic, but um okay, so um yeah I one last thing on High Fidelity can I just say as well yeah do it um it was co-written by Stephen Pink who wrote and directed Hot Rod indeed <laughs> so um no quite right um so I watched the Secret Life of Pets two. Uh, which doesn't come out in the US until June. I think it just came out over here because it was half term, so it was kind of opportunistic. Um, so The Secret Life of Pets 1. Um, Lottie loves that film, has seen it many, 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 many times, so she was pretty excited for this. And um, I mean, I, I like the first one as well. Uh, simple story, quite well told, quite funny, good observational humour. This one, it's weird because when they made the first one, they probably thought, well, if we do a second one, we'll, you know, I, I mean, if it does well, we'll do a second one. But this kind of seems like they were caught, by, caught by surprise by the first one. So it was like, oh shit, a second one. What do we do now then? Um, and it's it's basically three separate stories that if they were all fleshed out, probably could have been a sequel and two spin-offs in their own right. But instead, they're all given about 20, 25 minutes each. And then all the stories come together in the last 10, 15 minutes. It's it's very, very disjointed. Um, and th- th- I mean, kids will be fine with that. But I just thought it was really odd. Like the first one basically had one plot. This one, there's lots of shit going on. And it's three distinct groups of characters. They never really intermingle uh until right at the end and I, I i don't know it was odd um i didn't like it as much as i did as, as i did the first um but kids will love it lottie had a really good time with it and i think that's kind of all that matters i yep. will say there was a guy behind me who was with his i assume girlfriend and nobody else at a 10 a.m showing on a saturday morning so good for you two um <laughs> he was having the time of his fucking life. <laughs> Do you know what? When people are enjoying a movie to an to a, a unusual level, it when it's a movie like that, it, it's kind of infectious. You kind of start thinking, I am glad that this person is enjoying this movie as much as that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just every single little joke, he was at the very least having a solid belly chuckle to. 
like it i mean i mean fair play to him i mean i was really really into john wick chapter three i was standing up and applauding i was fucking hammered like this guy maybe he was drunk i don't know or maybe he just really likes pets but good for him (laughs) good for him um so what else do i watch uh only a couple other things actually i watched out of sight uh which I haven't seen for fucking ages. Um, and I didn't really remember anything about it. So uh, it's on movie at the moment, if anybody has movie. And uh, yeah, Jennifer Lopez has never been better in a film ever. She's really, really good in this. Um, have you ever co- seen Money Train? Yes. Yeah, I mean, she's fine in Money Train. I mean, uh, what? yeah, no, she's no better than she's in Out of Sight. She's fantastic in that film. I mean, just like the fucking chemistry she has with George Clooney is mad. Like that, it's really, really good chemistry. Um, and that that scene where they're, they're talking at the bar and it's an intercut with them kind of getting it on is brilliant. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it it does ever so slightly at times dip into wannabe Tarantino with the dialogue. Um, but when it focuses on Clooney and Lopez, it, it's pretty fucking incredible stuff. Um, and I, I, I love, I love the fact that they have Michael Keaton like replay his character from Jackie Brown, like just for a scene, but is yeah. that, that that's, that's wonderful um so yeah uh outside it, it remains a very 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 strong piece of work um um scott frank on it who wrote that who also yeah. wrote um get shot in yeah that's right when he also wrote the highwayman what the uh the the film we reviewed a few weeks back yeah oh see really wow yeah I know he did. I, I can't I remember that he did the. You've seen the lookout, haven't you? His directorial. Um, his only film he's ever been as a director. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt and Isla Fisher, wasn't it? Yeah. It's actually quite a good movie, that. Yeah, that is a good. And Jeff Daniels, like. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, that is good. That is a good film. Um, but yeah, outside. And last thing for me, uh, which um, I yeah, a bit of a train watch actually. Uh, so Action Point. Um, yeah how was this yeah uh so uh it's on um like sky cinema and now tv and whatnot this is the uh uh kind of the jackass ish thing um so basically johnny knoxville he um it kind of seems like maybe he's playing this character from bad grandpa uh in it but i don't know um but he's kind of recounting a story of when he used to run a an amusement park called action point um and it's odd like the only jackass face i i, I really recognized apart from uh, johnny knoxville was uh, chris pontius like there doesn't really seem to be any of the others in there he is the only other person from the jackass films in it yeah yeah it's odd um and yeah, they run an amusement park. Uh, it's under a threat of closure and a property developer is trying to swoop in on it as well. So they kind of decide, all right, well, if we want to make some money, we just need to basically like take out the speed limiters out of things, like pull the brakes off of things and let people just have the most fucking wild fun they want. And it, it given that, it's kind of disappointing that 
it feels like a film made by guys in their 40s doing stunts that guys in their 40s are probably prepared to do <laughs> and you know the there's one which looked like holy shit that that like, like actual proper stunt stunt that looked like shit that looked like that hurt and there's some b-roll in the credits at the end that kind of show that yeah it hurt um the rest of it i mean i raised an occasional chuckle but it it was all quite limp and the director tim kirby i don't know what else he's done but everything's really flatly staged well, weirdly he's done he's done like episodes of uh he's mostly tv mm. i um he started on like he, he's an english director i believe okay um but most he's done like work on like grace and frankie and brooklyn 99 uh veep uh and that flea bag that everyone was raving about oh really yeah Wow. Okay. I mean, like to be fair, I've got to say, I mean, we've watched uh, we've watched a little bit of Fleabag, and I, I do want to watch the rest. That is probably more cinematic than Action Point is, in in all honesty. Um, it yeah, I don't know, just very very flatly staged. The colours very drab. Um, I I mean, the characters are whatever. I I mean, like it was only eighty one minutes long, you know, and it's like for eighty one minutes, I. I, I didn't aggressively hate it or anything, but I really like the Jackass films. Um, mm. I, you know, they, they do speak to my youth, but I do legitimately find them very, very funny. Like Jackass 3D in the cinema. That was a fucking experience. I mean, we, uh, we saw, we saw all of them at the cinema. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as, as, as did I, you know, I mean, but this, yeah, like I say, just really flatly staged, not not really much to it in terms of the stunts. I'll be honest, the biggest laugh I had wasn't anything to do with a stunt at all. It's quite a funny bit in a uh, in a bus station. Um, but yeah, I mean, like two out of five. I, I I don't think it's like I don't think it's one of the worst films of last year. It's yeah, but I think that's only because I'm I'm kind of predisposed to Knoxville and Pontius. I could see others maybe maybe looking at, on it less kindly, but it does feel a little bit like what the fuck was the point of that? And it did really badly as well. And it does just it does just feel like that maybe the world's kind of gone past this stuff now for for good or bad. Um, it's, it's one of those weird ones, isn't it? It's what's amazing is. Jackass literally didn't exist for that long. No. It was like 20 odd episodes. There's not a lot of Jackass out there. Yeah. And then there was the movies. And the movies they only made because uh, literally it was, well, we can't get any insurance anymore from MTV. They won't give us any more money, but we can keep making these movies. Um, and none of them had that much money. And so <laughs> Johnny Knoxville was literally just going, look, I'll give you like, a hundred grand to make his movie. And they're all like, yeah, fine. He's made fucking sick bank out of all of it. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, sorry, I, I, I bet he has. It just, it, yeah, I mean, Johnny Knoxville's in his late 40s. I'm not saying he should grow up or anything. All I'm saying is, if you're going to do stuff like this, you, you need to have it just be more fucking balls to the wall than the stuff in action point is yeah just it's a shame 
and I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like the feature stunt stuff is still done by him. But there's and there's a lot of younger cast members in this, but none of them really do any of it. And it's like, I don't know, see you know get get some fucking kids in like you were kind of inspired by you to do some shit let's see what they can do and it just doesn't happen so yeah i i'd, I'd like to say didn't hate it but it, it wasn't great but i i did want to see what it was and I, i'm i don't know it, it's a little bit sad really so yeah uh but there you go that's what i watched this week so twitter questions what have we got i i, I did have another thing to say about half Daily actually quickly Oh shit, go on then. Uh, I forgot to mention it. I don't think I can go very much further. I don't think I can mention Hive Delhi without saying, yeah, you've got Bruce Springsteen in there as well. So that's a predisposed to kind of like it. <laughs> and also, as well, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Lisa Bonet is in it as well. It's a shame. You I don't remember Lisa Bonet? No. She is literally, she's like Muse or Dream Girl. Oh god, she is literally. Yeah. Yeah, literally every, every fucking <laughs> person who likes music would go up who more than liked music who who owns a jazz record as Noel would profess uh, <laughs> um so yeah yeah that was it she's um momoa's missus isn't she yeah fine this mod reasons why i don't have a chance oh are you gonna leave me for lisa bonet well no because she would jace momoa yeah yeah but if you had the chance you'd leave me for fucking jace momoa so not fucking you got that no would not yeah, you would. No. Freaking idiot. He shaved his beard off. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. He shaved his beard off, and that's a bad thing. I have to shave mine off. He didn't look like a decrepit aging wizard. Oh, no. That's a look. It's a strong look, is that? No. It no, is. it is not. It is. No. Well, it was. It made you look about 40 years older. Maybe I want to look older. What's the look I did? Just a bit of a freaking chance of that to you. <laughs> 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 I'm not arguing with you about this beard shit anymore. It looks better. Fuck you. A girl. Just, you look like a girl. Your beard still comes down like two and a half inches off your face. Who wants two and a half inches? Well, there you go. A beard, it's fine. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <Little> baby. <laughs> Because you think like a girl, you're acting like one. Twitter questions. <laughs> Ian? Yeah, Twitter yeah. questions. Drop me to find them. I'll find them. Oh, yeah, would you mind? Yeah, you, do you always do them? I don't always do them. I, 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 I temporarily forgot I do them there. Well, I'll go for our question for you guys. Our question for you guys is what are some of your favourite movie quotes? Shut down it. So I'm to talk a weird there. Um, Guy Ferry uh, at the Biscuit G. Uh, if there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe anything you say. That's a good line. That's a good line, actually. Yeah. Uh, Rick Kid uh, at Rick J Kid. Well, I've been listening to my guts since I was 14 years old, and frankly speaking, I've come to the conclusion that my guts have shit for brains from high fidelity. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fine with that one. Um, John, uh, I'm reading John AFC. Um, from Oops has fallen. Why don't you? <laughs> fucking hell, yeah. Um, why don't you uh, and I play a game of fuck off? You go first, <laughs> which you know, Carlos mentioned earlier. 
Uh, Joe, hey, uh, at Joe Remarkable. In America, you're on your own. America's not a country. It's just a business. Now fucking pay me. Just to say, that that is my line. And for a very specific reason, because I tried to incorporate part of that into the name of a project at work last week. (laughs) And um, it got shot down quite quickly. Um, But yeah, like that, that line stayed with me. Uh, What are yours, Bex? I'm going to go with, because it gets so much use and play in our house anyway, it's just more shit I've got to do now. Fire walk with me. <laughs> yeah, that, that does get an awful lot of play in our house. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, if anyone says anything, oh, do you mind just picking me up? If I said to Bex, uh, oh, do you mind picking up some more Pepsi Max when you're out? Your response would be... It's just more shit I've got to do now. Yeah, and vice versa. If Bex said, oh, on your day off today, could you just water the garden? My response would be... More shit I've got to do now. Yeah, it gets used a lot. It does, yeah. Um, uh, and obviously the tears in rain speech from Bloodrunner. Yeah. Nice. Mine's, mine's first blood. Yeah. Yeah, the you want a war, I'll give you a war you won't believe. That is good. <laughs> yeah, which I, I also use quite a lot. Why do you watch that? Can only be watched on a Friday or a Saturday night. What about on a bank holiday Sunday night? No. Oh, yeah, you're at work, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that, that would be mine. I love that one. You say you're going with the one from Olympus Has Fallen? No, no, no from uh, Killing Them Softly. Ah. Uh, literally just mentioned it. The whole conversation about You're a bad listener. Yeah. Um, and our question, we got one question from uh, Rick Kidd at Rick J. Kidd. Um, Asif Kapita is following up Senna and Amy with a film about Diego Maradona, uh, which knowing his life will probably be both brilliant and insane. Uh, who would you pick for Capilla uh, to focus on for his next film? Limiting. Werner Herzog. <laughs> oh, that'd be that. Yeah, that'd be tasty. Uh, my, uh, mine. I've got one. Go on. Uh, because of the way he does his films, where he delves quite fucking deep and goes for everything. The fact that Maradona one is is fantastic. Yeah. I am very much looking forward to that. Um, Marlon Brando. Yeah. Which is like a full fucking expose of Brando. Because that guy was a bit mental. He literally bought an island. And he was in the island of Dr. Monroe. I wouldn't be surprised. Monroe. You always call it the island of Dr. Monroe. And it makes me think of Dr. Monroe from The Simpsons. Stop it. Monroe. Dr. The Simpsons? Yeah. Is there an episode where he has... Quite possibly. I didn't mind that, it pisses you off. Um, <laughs> yeah, cool. I actually thought something then, but then you, you, you threw me off guard. Oh, that was it. Mild tangent again, back to trailers. Uh, the Aretha Franklin movie, Amazing Grace. Yeah. Uh, the documentary there. This really annoyed you at the cinema, right. didn't it? So, there's a trailer at the cinema for it. And a poster. And a poster. Right? At the cinema. And it was on the screens in the cinema. You only waiting in the foyer, right? This trailer was on there. And I watched it going, I want to see this. This looks fucking great. And it comes up and says, only in cinema for one day, May 10th. That's like two weeks ago. Why are you supposed to for it? 
when it went, when it was only available for one fucking day, and it was two weeks ago. Why am I only now seeing trailers for it? That's an excellent point. Yep. Fucking bullshit is what that is. Yeah, that was it for further questions. Nice. Um, okay, so uh, next week then. Uh, we got Godzilla and we got Ma. Um, how, how are you guys feeling about that? I'd rather see Ma than Godzilla. But we got to see Ken Watanabe say Godzilla. I'm sure you can find that on YouTube. I'm I'm intrigued about Godzilla because of the director. We can do we can do that instead or both or whatever. Well, I'll probably whatever. I'll happily watch both. We could probably do both. Boy. We are away. Yeah, but we could go one Thursday. God, God, Godzilla comes out Wednesday if it helps. One Thursday, one Friday morning. One Thursday and one Monday. Yeah, we're not we're not doing one Friday morning. No, for what time? Yeah. So yeah, we'll do at least one. Okay, we'll sort that out. Um, and we will do you, me, and Dupree. Yes, we will. We will watch it while we're away. Yeah, that's not a shower actually. Yeah. Yeah, we like a shit movie when we're in the cabin, don't we? I like you, me, and Dupree. I can't remember it. I'm only joking. Cool. Okay. Sorry. Got Owen Wilson in it, hasn't it? Uh, yes. Uh, I like Owen Wilson. He's alright, actually. Um, okay, so... Yeah, I mean, he's alright in it. Um, that is it. Thank you very much for listening. Patreon.com forward slash filmbastards. Uh, at Ian Loring, at DudeFoz, at BexyFoz, at filmbastards. Filmbastards at gmail.com. And I believe that is us out. Bye, yeah. everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. It's She don't care My sister looks cute in her braces and boots